0: I was thinking for the uh, intro, we'll just do a... Uh, Mustard MMA, Master <laughs> MMA, du da, da, Mustard MMA, da, 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 MMA. <laughs> yeah. And that'll be it.
1: You should have just done that. Good morning. Good
0: Hello everyone and welcome to another episode of Mustard MMA, glad to have you with us. We're here talking about all things MMA related, UFC, we've had a couple of, uh, we had some good fights the weekend and got a great card coming up as well. My name is Joe and as always Matthew is on the other end. How are you doing Matthew?
1: I'm alright mate, how are you?
0: Yeah, yeah, I'm good. We've uh, had a good weekend I think, haven't we?
1: I've had an alright weekend, it started okay and then it sort of tailed off towards the end. Pretty quiet, nothing to really report.
0: I don't think. <laughs> so, if, if you don't know, if you're not football fans, I'm a West Ham fan. Matt is a Tottenham fan, and obviously they played at the weekend. West Ham, uh, sorry, Tottenham went three nil up twenty minutes in, and it was uh, it was all over really. And then in the last ten minutes, three lovely, lovely little goals for West Ham, including a screamer right at the last, right at the last death. So, nice little three all draw. We come away. It's only a draw, but you know we'll take it. We'll take it.
1: Sorry, I just nodded off, Ben. Did you
0: say <laughs> something? No, no, nothing at all. Nothing at all. I was just talking about a little UFC card we had at the weekend. We ca- we kind we kind of made a big fuss about the main event, uh, about one man in particular, and that was the Korean Zombie on, on last week's show. We we were he was the next coming of Jesus Christ, almost in our opinion. The Korean Zombie, Brian Ortega, been away for two years, didn't show us much last time. Korean Zombie, all the way. I think we even went so far as we thought we might. Really go on and beat Volkanovski and put down a little legacy for himself, Korean Zombie. But unfortunately, well, not unfortunately, it didn't happen. Brian Ortega came out after two years, and uh, yeah, two years off. Probably shame, two uh, two our shame. We were thinking two years off. What what can really happen in two years? You know, after what we saw last time. But I, f- I think with it on 25 minutes on Saturday night, the man showed us what can happen in the space of two years, and it was unbel- unbelievable.
1: Yeah, we nailed it, didn't we?
0: Yeah. Absolutely
1: well, nailed it. I think you said, uh, I think he'll walk through him. I did. Absolutely walk through him. Absolutely walk through him. And I think I said he's going to catch him cold in the first.
0: So, yeah, first round you had. I at least gave Brian three rounds. No, nah, yeah, I, I didn't give him
1: three minutes. So um, <laughs> if, you, if you are going to start listening to us, don't bother with last week's show. Listen to here on in. Or maybe you missed the first five minutes of this show. Uh, we clearly don't know what we're talking about. But, yeah, to the point. Brian Ortega, what a transformation. Not only with the barnet gone, which was extremely disappointing when I yeah. first saw that. I'm well, sure you were, Joe. I know I'm actually like a barnet. Uh, see, I was disappointed, but I do
0: also like the the bullet, just the, the straight zero all over. So I'm, I'm a man of two
1: extremes, really. Yeah. Oh, well. but, um, but It worked. The bullet worked. It did. And he, he just looked like a new man. He looks... He looks hench for a start, but his striking is just completely unrecognisable from what we saw against Max Holloway, where well, he got
0: out of class. He looks like he is a striker now, rather than a, a jiu-jitsu wizard, really.
1: Well, I think, do you wonder whether that's where the Korean Zombies, um, where he sort of fell down in his game plan? Perhaps he thought he spent his whole camp working on, if he does get taken down on defence and getting up again. I'm sorry I said defence, I can't I said <laughs> that. <laughs> cut that out son <laughs> uh, and get him back to his feet and just thought he would wipe the floor with Brian Ortega on the feet and wasn't expecting it
0: yeah possibly I do, I do think uh, I do think zombie was a little bit underwhelming he wasn't much of a zombie really a little bit tentative he was almost waiting waiting for an opportunity maybe, yeah, maybe he was just completely thrown as, as pretty much all of us were to be fair so there's no reason why he wouldn't be either I suppose Ortega comes out just absolutely blitzing you, knocking you down with spinning back elbows and all this business. You like, Jesus! I've just been on the on the floor for the last. Well, this fight's been on the cards forever, and it probably a year or so has probably been waiting for this. Maybe it, maybe it was a bit of that. It was uh, it was mad to spot. I, I, I do think, yeah, maybe maybe it got into his head as well. So he was preparing for it, and then because Ortega was, he was touching, reaching down, touching the knee, faking the takedown, and I think probably a lot of those you ex- you would expect someone called the Korean Zombie to think, right, well, I'll let you go for it. Because it was just a tap a lot of the time. I don't think he really ever, you know, how many takedowns did Ortega take go for a few in the whole fight in the end? Not many for the amount of times he was reaching down and faking it. I would have expected Zombie to maybe just push through that because he kind of reacted to it every time. But, yeah, there's, there's something... I think, I think, to be honest, we, I, I wouldn't like to say too many negatives about the zombie I think, I think you've got to give all credit to Ortega I think it, he, he he made the fight what it
1: was I think absolutely bell to bell domination is what it was at the end of the day that's what that's what you can do in two years yeah I know it, he it, it, transformed himself and I think for me and I think for the UFC that's your number one contender right there I mean who else is in the mix you've got Zabit and Yair Yair might point to the fact hold on I beat uh, Korean zombie and I finished him where's my shot yeah, but yeah. Ortega one loss on his record comes back looks phenomenal against what everyone thought would be the, the next in line for Volkanovski and just uh, dismantled him really picked him apart over five rounds almost finished him multiple times with some leery little spins <laughs> yeah I, I, I think it's an exciting matchup to make as well and I think I think he sort of matches up well with the champion well I think he does on that performance
0: because uh, uh, well, Where does
1: Volkanovski a, beat him? Yeah, I
0: mean that's, that's gonna gonna be, what you ask yourself. It's going to be a tough battle on the feet now. You would have thought, wouldn't you? Because Volkanovski is a bit of a handful on 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 the feet with his hands, with his kicks. He's a bit of an all rounder, and he is, he is good there. But now you put him up against Ortega with his skills that he's got now. That's going to be tough. So then your only option then really is to resort to wrestling, uh, and trying to push the fight that way. But I don't think you, I don't think you really want to be going for takedowns too much. You know, your, your standard uh, single leg, double leg takedowns on Ortega because he's always liable to get a grip of your neck and put you to sleep so I think it is a very interesting fight now and all all credits to the man again can't say enough good things about him to be honest and it does show you like you said in two years and uh, you know a lot lot of people including ourselves we look at those two years and we think I don't know what we think really like we're not they're still athletes but I guess we just assume they're kind of going about the same old business but by all accounts it's funny actually because I listened to Brendan Sharp's podcast last week, big big brown breakdown, I think, Uh, and I haven't listened to it in ages. It gets me nerves a bit nowadays. But um, he had Henna Gracie on there as an interview for about thirty minutes, thirty five minutes, and obviously Henna Gracie couldn't go because he tested positive for COVID, so he couldn't go last minute. But he was he was going through after we had done the podcast. I listened to it. He was going through the two years that Ortega had spent off and. Apparently he he left all his coaches. He went out there and he realised, obviously after the Holloway fight, there's a few dif- there's a few um, things wrong in his arsenal, and he got all new coaches, specific coaches for specific disciplines, and spent literally two years just just smashing it, getting professional. By all accounts, he said he kind of leading up to the Holloway fight, he pretty much just went and rolled with Hannah, done a few bits with him and then it was just his sheer grit and willpower that got him essentially to a title fight so yeah it's a great combination when you actually had two years years worth of intense training and skills in there as well but it was interesting because obviously we came out last week and we absolutely sung the praises of Koreans on me and thought he was going to smash it and then later on in that week I listened to it and I was a bit like wow I might have embarrassed myself a little bit
1: Well I think it's because he's been out of the public eye and off the screens for two years you do tend to forget and other contenders sort of come into the limelight a little bit more and that's just what happened uh, well, that's my excuse anyway <laughs> anyway yeah but, but I'm pleased I'm well yeah. happy that anytime there's a new a bit of fresh blood in there uh, someone puts on a performance like that you, I'm excited for that title shot um, against Volkanovski I think that's an unbelievable fight and one you can't call, and they're the best ones so I'm happy to be wrong as wrong as I was <laughs> What about so, the zombie, then? Where does the zombie go from here? Because we, we are big fans. And who would you like to see him play next, Joe? Obviously, he'll have to wake, uh, work his way back up the featherweight ladder. What's, what's an ideal match-up for him? I've got a little idea myself. who you reckon?
0: <laughs> I mean, it's a tough one. It's a tough one. I think... Well, I mean, if we look at the rankings, Yair, fifth. He's just below him. He lost to him. I mean... Uh... You're looking quite far down the list, really, aren't you? Now he was he was uh, ranked number four. Zabit is knocking about. It's a bit. Zabit is fighting your year. I think, aren't they? That's. I mean, that's God, that, yeah. The, that's been on been the on cards crazy, for a while. It's, yeah, I yeah. think it's. I think it's still potential. Otherwise, I mean, what you're looking at, Calvin Qatar, that'd probably be a good one.
1: Yeah, I, I think Calvin K is a quality fight for him, but I, I think Max get Max in there with a Korean zombie. How good would that be?
0: yeah that'd be yeah that's a good shout he does need a fight Max doesn't he I suppose he's both, not, not getting a rematch
1: losses, both, yeah. both are still up there a winner put the other one straight back in the, the title pitch I think that's a great fight to make um, but that division healthy as ever healthy as ever
0: it is yeah stack that division so we'll move on congratulations to Ortega and uh, all the best Korean Zombie all the best co-main co-main was decent I thought it was uh, Jessica Andrade she's now won uh, three she's won fights in three different divisions which is quite an achievement absolutely blitzed Caitlin Chugagian the number one ranked fighter in the women's flyweight division is Andrade getting another title shot in this division?
1: Well this this has got to be her main division isn't it? I think so
0: she looked good she was
1: too small for Bantamweight had problems cutting down to strawweight, even though she was the champion. This is the perfect weight class for her. Um, And we saw it on Saturday night. I I think there's not a lot of contenders in there, is there? Like you say, like, Chikagian was ranked what, what, number one was she? One,
0: yeah,
1: one. She just uh, saw her off in the first (laughs) round. So we all know what Andrade's about. She's the powerhouse. When she's drained, she can't quite carry that throughout the whole fight. And like I said, undersizing bantamweight if she can sort of marry the two and get a perfect combination at flyweight, I think you're looking at actually a viable contender for Shevchenko, which we've been lacking severely ever since she's won the belt, really.
0: Yeah, definitely. That's what you want to see. That's what make that's what makes it interesting, is not it? And fair play to Shevchenko; she's blitzed everyone in front of her. But what what really would set set her apart and sort of top off her career, if you like, is someone you know posing
1: posing a real threat.
0: So. Hopefully, A rival, hopefully. yeah. That's exactly. What's,
1: that's what's going to make uh, Shevchenko's legacy more than anyone else. She, she needs someone to build her own sort of catalogue of wins. So it's all right beating these, these ladies who probably aren't quite at her level. But if she beats someone of Andrade's calibre, former champion in another division, it only enhances Shevchenko's reputation. So I think she's probably leapfrogged. I think Jennifer Meyer was up next, but I can see them sort of sacking out off and slipping Andrade in there.
0: So we mentioned our pick uh, for the main event was terrible. One, i got to throw it in there seeing soon as I got pretty much everything else wrong. Jimmy Crute absolutely smashed it in the light heavyweight division. He looks like a real menace in there. First round TKO against Modestas Poukowskas, get that right, who uh, I think he trains in England, I believe, down in London. Not too sure. But Jimmy Croup, my man, absolutely smashed it. So shout out him. And then one you picked out last week, you kind of, it was a work away. Claudio Silva against James Krauss. James Krauss, absolute machine. I do love him. Fights at any weight. Trains people as well in, like, at the highest level. Got the decision win, so shout out James Krauss. He was calling out someone afterwards as well. Can't remember who, but that was funny. It's Claudio Silva. You mentioned him last week. Been around for a while. Could have made a, a well he's been unbeaten for 13 years has not he he's got outstanding jiu-jitsu skills but slightly lacking in the stand-up department
1: yeah that, i think that was what let him down eventually i mean that's what got kraus over the line it at times it was just like a just a brawl wasn't it which was exciting for us to watch i enjoyed it very exciting matchup but yeah unfortunately it was the the striking that let him down didn't really go for too many takedowns either though um but kraus was just too too much of a crafty vet for that and and got a well-deserved win. I like Kraus as well, so I'm happy either way.
0: Yeah, good fight that one. And then opening up the main card, featherweight Jonathan Martinez, nice little win against Thomas Almeida. Don't think Almeida really got going, but I think credit to Martinez. Credit, credit where it is due. Good fight that one to open up the main card. All in all, cracking, I think.
1: Yeah, I enjoyed it. Very nice night of fights, you know.
0: And then, unfortunately, on the on the on the prelims, John Phillips fighting out of Wales. Did suffer a loss, decision loss. So, uh, yeah, unlucky there. All right, got a little bit of news. Uh, I'll hand over to you.
1: Yes, we've got another Brit joining the UFC, Joseph. We've got tons of them. of them. We've also got tons of Welsh lads, and this is probably one of the the more talented Welsh lads coming out of uh, Cage Warriors, Mason Jones. Uh, not just a champion, a former double champion, 155 and 170. 25, 10 and 0 I saw him a couple of times this year Fight Looked unbelievable in both of them Dominated both fights A major acquisition uh, For the UFC And a big opportunity for him I think he looks the real deal um, we, we say this a lot of the time When Cage Warriors champions jump over But to be a double champion of Lightweight and welterweight That's a big disparity in weight And uh, to dominate both weight classes like that I, I think he's truly a special talent um, Joe, you excited? Mason Jones, the Dragon I am. I am excited.
0: I haven't seen too much. I seen some highlights. I saw uh, saw him on the microphone after his last win. sounded good in there in the oct- in the. I don't call it an octagon, do they? Trademark cage. So that was good. It's just mad how many fighters are coming out of Wales at the moment. Obviously, we've uh, we've had one on as a guest on a, the previous incarnation of our podcast, and that was Corey McKenna. That was great to speak to her. She's obviously in the USC now as well. It's just just mad. It, there's like literally five, six, seven. Coming out of Wales at the moment And it's non-stop I don't know what's going on over there But shout out to them Because they're doing something right
1: A burgeoning scene, Joe A burgeoning scene there There must be uh, something in the water Down in Wales (laughs)
0: That's it And then kind of um, In a slightly different vein We didn't mention it last week It's been rumbling on for a little while The uh, Dustin Poirier, Conor McGregor talk By the looks of it It seems like it might be on now uh, for January in Texas stadium, stadium, apparently McGregor wants fans. He's he's mates with the owner, apparently, as he probably would be. I do hear there's maybe a slight issue about Dustin's pay, and he's still not not that happy with what's being offered at the moment. So uh, I would say just pay the man and let's get this one on, get this one on because I think it's a good fight for both men. Good good fight for McGregor, and uh, obviously an amazing fight for for Dustin
1: if he can beat him in the rematch. What's what's all that about the pay? What your sources saying, Joe?
0: Yeah, well, apparently they. Of course, do you remember the Tony Ferguson fight? And they, Dustin wasn't happy with his pay there, and Tony came out and said, "Pay the man." Yeah. And, and apparently that's still an issue with this one, which probably even is highlighted even more so to Dustin when you think about the amount of money McGregor's probably gonna take home from this fight, and then you're Dustin, and he, you know it takes two men to make a fight, and his paycheck probably what they're offering him is looking quite small in comparison at the moment especially to McGregor's so apparently that might be an issue but that's just something I heard so you never know
1: well it's it's one of, he deserves it doesn't he but I think so but it's also you, it's, it's getting the balance between knowing your worth not that I've got any experience in <laughs> negotiating fight uh, person but knowing your worth and pushing it too far that he loses the fight the biggest fight of his career so would you, uh, Joe, in yeah. Dustin's shoes, take the little, little bit of a less of a check, beat McGregor, and then go and nail the big check on the next fight after because your, your star shot through the roof. Do you gamble on yourself that way?
0: Yeah, it's so a tricky one, isn't it? It's a fine line. It's a fine balancing act, I would, I would have thought. I think, I think, I think if you could probably make a fair case that you could initially go in there and try and hold out for a little bit more. I think that's fair enough, I think you could spend some time making that case but if things were starting to look like it's it's take it or leave it, I think you've got to take it I think like you say, the amount of um, the amount of good that can come out of, even losing well I guess losing wouldn't be great but if you do win, and obviously he backs himself to win and he is a different fighter from the first fight, so I think it gets to a point where you've probably got to take it maybe take the hit, perceived hit at the moment in potential earnings and I think it, it will will can't it will prove best in the long run. Apparently McGregor's gonna donate half a meal to Dustin's charity as well, so that's that's you can't knock that either. So I think all in all, you've got to take it, and yeah. you got to take it.
1: Yeah, it sounds like it will happen, just the standard bartering before a fight. I mean it was also you've got to look at McGregor's hand picked his opponents of late and he's handpicked Poirier. So the UFC has to bow to that almost if they wanna have yeah, McGregor on one of their cards so them, it, I think it will eventually get over the line luckily because it's a great fight it's a fantastic rematch a completely different fight to what it was the first time around different weight class both men have come of age massively since then particularly Poirier because I think he's just a completely different fighter as you just alluded to he's, he's big, he's stronger he's improved in every facet of his game I, I'm struggling to pick a to pick a winner in here or a method I really don't know which way this is going to go have you got any early thoughts?
0: Mm, early I'd probably say McGregor I think just good matchup. yeah yeah I think so. yeah I think so I think he, uh, Dustin, I don't think Dustin would offer I think Dustin would want to fight him stand and fight him I don't think he'd go in and with a game plan to like make it difficult for McGregor so I, I would favor McGregor at the moment I mean we, we it, do we do forget how good he is I know he's, he talks a lot nowadays and he more than he does so fighting but he is Conor McGregor for a re- Yes, he, he talks up a good fight, but until Khabib, really, he was quite impressive.
1: Yeah, yeah. I think um, it's it's also good to see him actually fight someone who, if he beats, is a legitimate number one contender again. Yeah, it means something, to so, this one? Yeah, so I, I'm happy with the fight all round. I'd be pleased to see Dustin Poirier get a, a huge win. Or, or if McGregor wins, yes, he's back. Finally, got him back, so win win for us fans.
0: We'll see what happens with that one then. Uh, pay the man, pay the man, Dana. Let's get that one on. And uh, after last week's Aperitif, then with Ortega, Korean Zombie, we do have the main event, the one we've all been waiting for. Could be Namagamed off against Justin Gaethje USC 254. Saturday, card starts at 7 pm UK time, 7 pm UK time, cracking Saturday night. 28-0 Khabib, maybe got two fights left in him, he's alluding to the 30-0 and retire, apparently that's what uh, his late father uh, wanted, and Justin Gaethje, the man who many people, probably including ourselves, but uh, obviously you've heard what, what our picks are like, considered, considered maybe the best man, the best fighter, if you were going to craft a fighter, Justin Gaethje might be the best one to dethrone Khabib, the Magomedov, 28 O. as I say, absolutely sweat the floor with everyone where do we see this one going we have said for a long time we think Gaethje could get it done perfect style almost if you can be perfect against Khabib are are you still as confident no
1: (laughs) I I mean obviously Brian Ortega has knocked my confidence severely here I need to be eased back into this main event (laughs) we, we spoke a little bit about it last week and I'm still on the fence Um, I'm obviously going to have to solidify a pick before the end of the show Um, but I I am two in and fro which just means it's a great matchmaking it's the perfect fight perfect title fight the perfect main event you don't know which way it's going to go you can make an argument either way you can look at the cons of each fighter which might cost them it's such a good fight um, I'm just a little bit worried that COVID's gonna do its thing, Gee, oh. and Michael is gonna walk in <laughs> instead of one of these lads. Um, yeah. but, but let's let's remain positive. I I do obviously the skill sets don't haven't changed. Justin Gaethje's still got the wrestling background to stop the takedown of Khabib. He's still got the better striking of Khabib, but that means nothing if Khabib's gonna sap the will and the energy. And the cardio out of him uh, come the ra- round four or five. That's when the true test of Justin Gaethje will be. Will he still have power in his shots by then? Will Khabib start? To, will the tide start to turn in Khabib's favour by then? There's so many questions. Um, what sort of mental state is Khabib going to be in? Um, is he looking past Justin Gaethje? I think is the a of talk uh, of the GSP to- uh, fight leading uh, the lead up to this. I think the I mental
0: was, state is a good point because in theory you could go two ways couldn't you when when, you know unfortunately his his old man passed away you feel like you could either let that affect you and it holds you down or you feel like that that could even motivate you to do more and that could be a scary thought for Gaethje
1: yeah I I agree with you I think obviously um, depending on the person it could go either way with someone like Khabib you just you're pretty confident that he's going to be fuelled by the honour of his late I father so. yeah. and his legacy and it will fuel him on to be a, a much even scarier prospect than he usually is which is saying something Yeah, um, yeah Jesus. but then you look at Gaethje and you think is that going to faze him I don't think so nothing does
0: yeah that, that is true yeah. he
1: feels nothing going to the game <laughs> by his own admission <laughs> yeah. which yeah. again is a scary prospect so these two just monsters are going to collide Saturday night UK time Watching it live, Gelf, and uh, no one knows what's going to happen. No such one, no one, more so than me.
0: <laughs> yeah, me neither. Me neither. This is such a good. It might be. It's probably the one I've looked forward to most in in recent years. Probably all in all, I know it's right in front of us, so it's easy to say that, isn't it? But uh, I'd uh, I'd I think I'd like to see Gaethje win. I don't know why. I think I just like Gaethje, it's difficult not to isn't it really but Khabib going winning this and then beating someone else first, you know that that would be, he would be the best to ever do it then wouldn't it, like no arguments
1: with, yeah with, with these title fights um, obviously you'll lean towards someone who you're more uh, you're more of a supporter of than the other but you also look to what fights does it make after this fight, what fights does it open up and um, we, we could still get to see the Khabib Tony fight if Yes, there's a little bit of shine taken off it now, but we might see that in the future, the Khabib-GSP fight. you would have to go through a bit more of the current lightweight crop, I think. Instead of moving up to fight GSP, you won't get them super fights. I don't know. I'm happy either way. Whoever yeah, wins, I think. I'm just think intrigued in the matchup itself.
0: Yeah, definitely. So, we, uh, <laughs> I was going to say we'll put our money where our mouth is. I don't think either of us want to actually put any money anywhere. Pride like dollars. Five dollars, they're up uh, for grabs yeah. yeah, I'll have five pounds with you, or five five dollars. Call that what, four pounds seventy or something. <laughs> uh, go on, go on. Who do you think's going to win?
1: Okay. <laughs>
0: so don't come I, out and I, I, say I, someone's going to walk through someone. That would be my advice.
1: I think Khabib's going to catch him cold in the first round. <laughs> <laughs> All right. No, I don't know that. <laughs> well, I think I, weighing up everything, Justin Gaethje's. Um, prestigious wrestling background is fantastic striking and general MMA career against Khabib's 28-0 and 0, beasted everyone how's it going to get done can he stop the takedown yes he probably can for the first two three rounds but then he, I think eventually Khabib will
0: well just um, on, on that one on that one because we saw in the McGregor fight that McGregor started to do better with takedowns Later on, so is there an argument to make that Khabib will take him down for the first one or two, two rounds, maybe three, and then Gaethje will stop the takedown, as opposed to maybe the standard Gaethje will stop the takedown in the first one, two, or three, and then start to get taken down.
1: Uh, I think it's more likely he stops it first, okay, and then gets a little bit knackered. But having said that, I notice that Khabib does seem to take like a round off. From attempting takedowns, probably for his own cardio or to prove a point, striking. He takes a round off against Gaethje and stands with him. That could let, that could be curtains. <laughs> could he does be, seem yeah. to do it quite a lot. I think he did it against Al Quinter. Yes, he was different sort of kettle of fish that but just another example where he sort of takes a round off, perhaps to get his breath back, just do a bit of striking instead of just pure grappling. That could be Gaethje's chance, not only to recover but to also knock him out himself. But I, I am still leaning towards it being very, very hairy for Khabib in the early rounds, not being able to get him down, maybe getting hurt, clocked a few times. But I do think Gaethje would eventually um, succumb to a bit of fatigue and pressure. And by round five, I think Khabib takes his back and chokes him out. Oh, OK, OK.
0: Well, I'm, go- I'm going Gaethje. I think Gaethje will finish him. So do you want £5 pounds on it? $5?
1: Four pound seventy,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, five dollars on that. Uh, right. Hold
1: on a minute, hold on a minute. Talk me through it. Talk me through it. How are we get in here? How are we get into this
0: knockout? Mm I think it's I think it's third or fourth, and I just think I just think will catch him. Yeah, I think they'll both. I think the pace will be c- quite intense from the first bell, and I reckon third or fourth, both of them are going to be a little bit sloppy, if I could say that, and I think in that situation. She comes out on top, so that's what I'll say.
1: Well, at least one of us we uh, won't be wrong. That's it.
0: Just, we'll just split all of them and then. Well, play them. <laughs> well that so. that must. Uh, I'm I'm even more excited now. Even more on the line. Exactly. Either way, that is a mustard main event. That is, is mustard. Mustard. That is. Uh, I mean, co-main events don't get much better either. To be honest, Robert Whitaker, one of our long-time favourites, lost his belt. Unfortunately, he's back. He looks quite rejuvenated, you know. He looks like he's got a bit of a weight lifted off his shoulders, if I'm being honest. Up against Jared Cannonier, who's been on an absolutely absolute tear. He, of course, uh, used to fight at light heavyweight. Well, he started off at heavyweight, didn't he? Then went to light heavy. Now is at middle. Three win streak. Anderson Silva, Jack in his last two. I, uh, I think I'm always going to back quicker, I think I just like him. He seems like one of the nicest blokes you've ever met. Obviously. Your former friend, uh, you got a little bit too clingy, so he had to let you go. But other than that, I think Whitaker will do this one, and I think it's a cracking fight. Either way, don't get me wrong; I think Jared Cannonier's got a, a good chance. He looks like he's an, on a, a man on an absolute mission at the moment. But I'm going to back my boy, Robert Whitaker.
1: Yeah, another great fight. Another great fight. Um, Was it number one contender? Surely, uh, winner gets winner yeah. gets Israel in the next middleweight title shot.
0: Well, I mean, he, called, um, he, he said Canonneer will get it, didn't he? Not uh, Whitaker might be. No, I'd say Whitaker. Yeah, if he if he wins, he probably he'll get that.
1: Yeah, he's probably going to have to do it in a quite impressive fashion. The Eeks out a decision, maybe we might see the title shot go elsewhere. But I think uh, with Whitaker, the, the question marks on his comeback after the Adesanya loss, uh, he answered quite well, obviously against Till. He did. Yep. But we'll. Will J.C. bring a bit more output, a bit more aggression uh, than Till did? Obviously, that was a bit more of a, a human chess match, as it was touted. Uh, a lot more sort of feints and stuff. Less, not less action, but a le- lot less strikes landed than there may be in this one. J.C., he's a big boy. Like you said, he used to be heavyweight. And on all his wins at middleweight, 3-0. All stoppages. and uh, Not against mugs either, so he's going to have to watch out for that, Whitaker, And that's always been... Really, his his question mark for me is just the amount of minutes he spent in there. He's, he's so war torn. <laughs> yeah. um, I is. mean, it's just like what was it, fifty minutes with uh, Romero. Yeah, he, he had a Sanya fight, um, but then you look back, you got to go back to twenty fourteen. Barbie had a Sanya loss. The final is the last time he lost in the cage. So he's a wily old veteran. I think he will outpoint young cannoneer. And and break JC fans' hearts. Uh, I think at that point him over three rounds and nick a decision. I think after a few hairy moments I think I think Cannonier may drop him or, or land something big. Uh, but he he's just too good a stand up uh, striker, Whitaker. So I I think I agree with you, Joe. I think he'll get a win by decision. Yeah, and it's a it's a decent
0: card this the main card is good. Co main main event absolutely just smash it, you can't argue that. It's more one that is solid throughout early prelims, all the way the main card, there's some good fights. Alexander Volkov up against Walt Harris. That'll be uh, a good fight as well. Obviously, Walt Harris has got a, a, an unfortunate story behind him. So, um, you know, it kind of touches your heartstrings a little bit when he fights. That's what I look forward to. And uh, opening up the main card, Magomed Ankalaev up against E1 Kutalaba in the light heavyweight division. Kutalaba, always entertaining. Uh, he's a bit of a savage. And this fight has been touted for a... they tried to make it a few times for various reasons. That's dropped out. There's a little bit of beef there. I expect that one to really set the card on fire, to be honest.
1: Yeah, I mean, this is the one... Was This the one where it got cut short. I think Kutalaba was playing possum and the the ref jumped in. That's it, yeah. And that was a long, long time ago. So, yeah, I think you're right. This did drop off, whether it's COVID or whatnot. But I'm buzzing for this one because this... These are just two monsters, two lightweight <laughs> monsters. Whoever lands, uh, someone's going to sleep. Um, yeah, really looking forward to that one. And obviously, Walt Harris, we're, we're all rooting for Walt Harris, of course. Yeah, absolutely.
0: What about the prelims? Like, like I said, there's there's good fights all throughout this.
1: Well, obviously, Nathaniel Wood, we've uh, mentioned him last week against Casey Kenny. Huge fight, band weight for the two prospects. Obviously, shout out to him, representing England. Hope he gets the job done on Fire Island early doors so we can sit back and watch the rest of the card. Uh, with a big smile on his face and maybe a pint. And also, making his debut, Joe, we're going to have to keep an eye out for this lad, I think. He looks, yeah. he looks pretty jacked. <laughs> he looks uh, pretty mean. From Kazakhstan, Shavkat Rakhmanov fighting uh, Brazilian Cowboy. Keep an eye out for this lad. 12-0. and You look at his record. Stoppage, 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 stoppage. <laughs> and not just t everything. Triangles, guillotines, rear naked, punches to the body, all sorts. I'm really looking forward to this lad. Uh, tough test, Cowboy Oliveira, a bit of a gatekeeper these days. So uh, we'll see what Shadcat's made of on his debut.
0: Interesting. We'll keep an eye out for that. That could be uh, one you've... A little diamond you've dug out there, just on Kazakhstan. Uh, Borat Two is coming out. I don't know if you've seen that. Were you a fan <laughs> of the first one? I can't wait.
1: Um, I had no idea, Joe. I had no idea. Right, look, it looks, uh, it looks,
0: it looks, it looks quite. So I think it was filmed kind of during uh, COVID times as well, so it will be interesting. Back to I think the it's
1: fight. Just a cash cow
0: though. I think it's just a Ooh. cash cow. Borat Two. No. Nah.
1: Like Dumb and Dumber Two or the all the disappointing sequels out there?
0: <laughs> I hope not. I, I, I like Sash Baron Cohen. I think, I think we'll do the business. All right. I'll back him We win. your predictions,
1: do <laughs> Yeah. What else is on the card?
0: Yeah, good one. Uh, Struve, Uh I like Tuavasa, Very entertaining. I, he's had a, a couple of bumps in the road in his last couple of fights, but up against Stefan Struve, who, again, is a bit of a legend. He retired. He's come back. Uh, I, I, couldn't, I couldn't pick who I'd like to win more there. Maybe Avassa just it might be his time you know Struve you could say he's had his go but again the skyscraper still doing it pretty mad really but I expect that to be a good fight you're probably going to get a finish in that one I would say and then Sam Alvey again plenty of finishes on his record up against Jung Da-Un like heavyweight Sam Alvey da probably get a win there if I'm being nice. and then early prelims looking decent as well there's a uh, Nomagamedov on the prelims
1: yeah I mean it's, it looks a stellar card let's be honest all the way through yeah they're going to whet your appetite from seven pm onwards. What, what's what's your plan, Joe? Talk me through the day. you going to get tonk in the day to get pumped. Yeah, I will. I'll
0: probably get up early. I can't seem to lie in anymore, so I'll get up early. I'll go at the gym. I'll eat me. Uh, I'll have me a mackerel, and then I'll have me chicken and broccoli, and then I'll probably settle in a few beers and uh, maybe a takeaway actually. Get a Chinese just to even out all the
1: healthy food that I had earlier in the day. I like your what, style, son I wouldn't get a Chinese. No, I'm not a fan. I'm more an Indian. I'm more an Indian takeaway. Yeah, that's fair. Uh, I was having a discussion like... with someone the other day. I, I just can't. Uh, I just, I
0: just don't like Chinese. Too much to choose from. Yeah, I mean, you, you got to get. You got to get. Really, you want to do it uh, in a pair or a threesome, and you want to get some bits and share. That's oh, what I've that's heard. To do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Obviously, a takeaway Indian. You um, you pick your meal, didn't you? So it's pretty straightforward. But yeah, it's more of a team event. A Chinese.
1: Well, I should be, be watching this line. on my own, so I'll certainly be swerving the Chinese. <laughs> but I'm fully gassed for it. Tottenham don't play till the Monday, so they can't piss me off. So I'll be fully set on watching Khabib get his rear naked choke win in the fifth round. <laughs> As your boy, Justin Gaethje, and Hermesel, £4.70. Nice.
0: It's, uh, it's intense when you've got that £4.70 on the line. But like but, I say, we're fully set and we are fully gassed unless you've got anything else Matthew we'll wrap this one
1: I think that's a good time to wrap it Joe I no. think we've covered everything that, um, that will whet the appetite of the mustard listeners
0: yeah I like it I like it so everyone thank you very much for listening we are Mustard MMA check us out on Twitter and Instagram Mustard MMA The Mustard MMA it's not difficult to find leave us a little like or all that business if you can other than that looking forward to the fights as I'm sure all of you are and we'll catch you next time
1: bye Oh. Uh.